Good morning. Welcome to the MT for Christ 247 podcast. I am MT Clark. This little Zoom meeting is more than a Zoom meeting. It's a, a Bible study, and it's a little program that we produce called uh, Bible Study with the Sincatis. Uh, as we're joined by Arthur and Susanna Sincati, and we're also joined by my lovely wife, Tammy Lynn Clark, for uh, today's study, which Arthur has sent along and entitled, Order My Steps, Lord. And so before we jump in and let the Lord order our steps, we'll say good morning and invite the Sincatis to say so as well. Good morning. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Good morning. On a frosty, cold, upstate New York, January morning. Yes, it is. And um, we're going to jump right in here today because we have three pages of content and I really want to get through the first uh, two to uh, get to the good stuff. So, Father, we thank you and praise you for your presence here. And indeed, we pray that you would order our steps according to your word this morning. Lord God, that you would give us uh, wisdom and vision and unction to declare your word um, and rightly divide your word of truth. Uh, I pray a blessing over our time together. We're so grateful uh, for the way that you uh, pour out your uh, blessing upon us, Lord God. And we are come uh, before your throne of grace as a grateful people this morning, Lord God, thanking you. You're the object of our thanksgiving. You're the object of our affection and love. And we ask that you would bless this time together with your leadership, your guidance, uh, that it would um, uh, be edifying to the hearers. We know that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And we're about to proclaim it. And we're believing that it will go forth with power to change hearts, to change lives, to advance your kingdom and accomplish your will in the world. Praise you and thank you for all these truths. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 So I've been um, living in this verse, uh, in order of my steps, Lord. Actually, uh, in Psalm 119, it goes on to say, order uh, my steps uh, in thy word, and let not iniquity have dominion over me. Mm. But um, the main scripture that I'd like to introduce and start with today is a familiar one. It's one that we often invoke when we're in a time of decision making uh, and uh, a time when we want to make the right choice uh, and we need to hear from God or often a time when things kind of go sideways, when you think you have a plan and suddenly that plan is disrupted. <laughs> disrupted. God, yeah. Mark gives me a big nod on that yeah. one. We attempt to walk in the spirit and uh, occasionally yeah. we'll think we have a prophetic word or a pr prophetic direction and uh, discover somewhere down the path that, nope, that's not it. And uh, exactly. we have to recalculate. So, yeah, we need to. Uh, exactly. What, what, what is the GPSA right. recalculating? That's right. That's right. So the, the scripture is from Proverbs 19, uh, 16, 9, Proverbs 16, 9. Mm -hmm. And it says in the New King James, a man's heart plans his ways, but the Lord directs his steps. Mm -hmm. mm, wow. Boy, sounds yeah. like a little bit of a tension there. Yeah. <laughs> I, I looked, I wanted to express this in, in several translations. The uh, um, CEV, Contemporary English Version, says we make our plans 
but the Lord decides where we will go. Mm. Mm. <laughs> um, the Amplified says a man's mind plans his way as he journeys through life, but the Lord directs his steps and establishes them. Yeah. I like that uh, addition of uh, and establishes them. Mm. And the E-A-S-Y, which is the easy standard uh, something. I don't even get what the Y stood for. American standard something. Um, people make plans for what they will do, but it is the Lord who leads them in the right way, in the right way. Mm. Add that caveat and that uh, uh, little nuance to the scripture. So <clears throat> there's a, we see a, a tension here once again, the sovereignty of God versus the free will. And it's exposed in living color in this uh, very familiar uh, passage of scripture. I, I don't wish to debate this for any length of time, but simply to say that this verse is not speaking, um, I would suggest, to the eternal perspective, but of how God's hand shapes us and directs us and changes us on a daily basis. Right. So we're we're uh, this is not the big picture. This is the, this is the details. And um, yeah, I think it details was. I think it was R.C. Sproul who who described uh, God's sovereignty uh, akin to the analogy of being on a cruise ship. Uh, we can run all over the ship, uh, go upstairs, downstairs, you know, uh, all over and do whatever we like on the ship. But the the ship is going in a certain direction, and it'll take yeah. us to where we we our final destination. When you know, that's good. I like that. Yeah. That's a good analogy. Yeah. yeah, I've never heard that. That's <laughs> awesome. It's great. God's leading is not an oppression, um, as some would call it, so mm -hmm. so to speak. Uh, but it's liberating force that enables us to find our true self and live out who he created us to be. Yes. So many people, even Christians, uh, exhaust ourselves, you know, uh, searching for this essence. What's God's plan for my life? What am I mm -hmm. going to do? And, and compulsive obsess over it to a point where... Oftentimes, we don't accomplish anything. We just obsess over what we're supposed to accomplish <laughs> without accomplishing anything. Should I turn right? Should I turn left? Should I do this? Should I go into the mission field? Should I, you know, marry so-and-so? Well, you know, uh, yeah, you know, these are big questions and these are important details. Mm. Um, so well, let's unpack this. And I thought a starting place would be the essence and the character of God. Mm. Um, uh, when God uh, revealed himself to Moses in the burning bush, he said, uh, I am who I am. Right? This is called, this statement is called a, a, the Tetragrammaton and is composed of four Hebrew letters, um, Yod, He, Va, and He is, is uh, repeated. And it's the sacred name of God. Um, vowels are inserted later for pronunciation's sake. Uh, it is where we get uh, Yahweh or Yahweh um, or Jehovah, which is the Greek translation of that. Hmm. The name is uh, descriptive of God's character as the only self-existent being in the universe. He, In other words, he knows who he is and why he is. And he's the only one who does. Hmm. Um and and that's um, huge, really. If we if we think about it in in a personal sense, uh, if only we did. If only we 
uh, could say that with confidence and and uh, to to an extent as believers as born again new creation believers we can and should be able to to say that um to know uh, both who god is and who we are as well <clears throat> and uh, that folds back on the on the matter and the issue of identity which we speak about often and we've done many studies on mm -hmm. on the natural plane we may live our lives for many different things our job our children our spouse um uh, may live for entertainment especially in this culture boy that's a big one right that's like on steroids mm -hmm. uh status or any number of external fulfillments um this is because we are created beings and our existence is for something outside of ourselves right you know, you know this makes me think of uh, i was looking it up the, the, the verses in james 4 13 through 17 that says, come now, you who say today or tomorrow. That. All right. Well, you can, oh, bring, am it. I you jumping can, ahead? You can bring it in now. That's okay. Go ahead. I Go thought, for it. When you She's were talking, I just Great mind. Yeah, I think I'm right. <laughs> anyway, so to, come now, you who say today or tomorrow, we will go to such and such a city and spend a year there and buy and sell and make profit. Whereas you do not know what will, be, will happen tomorrow. For what is your life? It is even a vapor that appears for a little time and then vanishes away. Instead, you ought to say, if the Lord wills, we shall live and do this or that. Mm. For now you boast in your own arrogance, that's boasting is such evil. Therefore, to him who knows to do the good and does not do it, that is sin. So, you know, it seems to fold in on itself, this whole concept that God is going to order your steps. We can say we're going to go do this or do that. Yeah. But you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. There could be, you know, it's so funny when you see storms come through. Oh. The day before nice and clear and everything looks beautiful and you're like oh okay well this is okay and then you wake up the next morning and you get a robo call from the school saying uh school's closed because it's you know, terrible weather and i go what mm. and you look outside it's like whoa what happened yeah. and then when the storm passes and the sky is blue again you're like oh as if it never happened so many things that can determine our our you know we <laughs> You know, we're going to live in the status quo and then people die. Uh, disease comes. Uh, like you said, weather comes in and, you know, changes your plans dramatically. And, you know, things we can't, you know, can't foresee or, or whatever can change our path in an instant. And, yeah. um, you know, totally, you know, in terms of relationships, we, you know, we get married with the intention to, you know, until death to us part, but um, you know, well, we don't know when that's coming or, you know, all the trials and tribulations that could separate people uh, through this life. So, um, yeah. yeah. Like very dynamic. And that is a, a, a great verse. It was, uh, I thought, I, I'm glad we brought it in now. It was, it's not in the uh, uh, outline. Uh, but I, I did want to in, insert it, maybe a little premature, but we'll, that'll echo through our study this morning because, mm -hmm. indeed, uh, life is, is very dynamic, and we don't know. We, we, we don't know. Our pastor last week, um, mm -hmm. you know, was supposed to do, had gone away and was supposed to be back uh, Sunday morning for Sunday morning service, and weather delayed their flight, and our associate pastor had to pick up the gauntlet and, uh, and bring in a sermon and be ready to begin just, season or out. Yeah, exactly. The season. I love that. And it, our culture, uh, is 
you know, I don't know. Maybe it's always been like this, but particularly now, we really think that we have things figured out, and we really think that we can make plans. We can predict the weather. Well, we, we, we can diagnose disease. Yep. We can dodge the bullet at every <clears throat> we have turn. It all at our fingertips on these funny little. Oh things. yeah, yeah. Um, right now, we enjoy them, but pretty soon they'll probably <clears throat> control us. You know, like no, you cannot have cereal this morning. You know, mm -hmm. it'll be something like or. Uh, uh, take a you have to take a left at the next right and, and we'll just obey blindly whatever the glowing rectangle says to, to do but um uh god has a bigger plan he's not going to be thwarted the ship is going on <laughs> a certain certain path perfect. and it's not it's not going to be uh deterred um off it's even <clears throat> i think of paul in his shipwreck Mm -hmm. uh, you know, in Acts, uh, Acts uh, 27, yeah, I think it was, uh, he still got there. He still yeah. got to Rome. It was God's plan and prophetic word that he was going to go to Rome. Mm -hmm. And he did, you know, in spite of 14 days of, uh, of uh, severe weather and a shipwreck and uh, stranded on an island and all these things, bitten by a snake. Yeah, not too big for God. None of this was too big for God. His plan was going to come to pass. So I wrote that in, in a like manner, uh, in a like manner as God, uh, Jesus knew who he was and why he had come. Uh, in Luke 2, 49, just as a for instance, we read a rare account of Jesus at 12 years of age when he was separated from his parents on the, uh, after the pilgrimage to Jerusalem. And later on, he was found in the temple in the midst of the teachers, both listening to them and asking questions. And it goes on to say that he astounded the teachers with his answers. Mm. Um, and when they found him, his mother said, son, why have you done this to us? Look, your father and I uh, have sought you anxiously. Let's, let's uh, uh, hold on to that word anxiously for a moment. Mm. He sought you anxiously. And Jesus' reply was, why did you seek me? Did you not know that I uh, must, not much, must be about my father's business? So Jesus was on mission he knew what his purpose was and he was fulfilling it he was walking in it um and uh um uh, not everybody around you gets it uh, oftentimes um people oftentimes people that we love or people that we have intimate relationship with uh think they have a vision for your purpose and for your life, and, and sometimes it can be very contrary to what uh, to what uh, you believe or what you're hearing from God. Mm -hmm. uh, so, uh, you know, just just a little aside. I, <laughs> when you were reading that, it made me think of when Jesus was in the um, was arrested at the end of his life, and they were asking him all these questions, and he says, "You know, I was in the temple, still preaching." And you could have sought me there. You could have come and found me there. You know, hmm. he, he was always doing his father's business. Yeah. 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 He was always. Think, yeah. And I think that's a great example for us as Christians, uh, you know, as, as we contemplate our lives and, you know, what are we going to do today or that and the other? Um, Jesus gives us the, uh, the great example to be about our father's business and uh you know, first first thessalonians 4 3 i believe it is is the god's will for your life is your sanctification and mm -hmm. you know that's the business um you know, re recently i've been going through neil anderson's um discipleship counseling again and um 
the business of God is to know who we are in Christ and to, you know, appropriate that knowledge and, and live according to it. And right. we will thrive with a life of a life in the spirit instead of being concerned with, um, you know, things of this world. And, uh, you know, we can't, yes. we have to support ourselves and everything, but uh, we, right. should, we should make our father's business a priority. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And um, this is, you know, in, indeed, the example that Jesus uh, set for us mm-hmm. uh, later on, he uh, he goes on to say, uh, for I have not spoken on my own authority, but the father who sent me gave mm-hmm. me a command mm-hmm. what I should uh, what I should say and what I should speak. And I know that his command is everlasting life. Therefore, whatever I speak, just as the father has told me, so I speak. That was from John uh, 12 49 and 50. Mm. so jesus was on mission and on and and uh, very perfectly aligned with the father's will uh and we we talked about this uh, a couple of weeks ago in our christmas message how you know his coming was uh, preordained and it was announced to the kingdom of darkness and you know right from the beginning the prophecies are being fulfilled and his uh his uh purpose and plan is unfolding god's purpose and plan is uh, is unfolding in the life uh, of jesus and it's dynamic he knew who he was and why he was uh, why he was there mm-hmm, mm. Mm-hmm. i think that's a, a big point i'm glad you bold printed that because mm. that's that's what we all want we all want to know who we are yeah and why are we here yeah. yeah, purpose is a is a central question to life. One of the four central questions of life: identity, purpose, origin, and morality. These are the these are the bedrocks questions of life, and and every worldview, every system has to answer those hmm. with some form of of uh, of coherency and th- that they make sense. Um, it, they're obligated. Even the atheist is, if if you you know if you can get one in a conversation long enough, is is forced to answer those questions uh, in order to to make sensibility out of uh, uh, the the lives that that we live in the dash on the tombstone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> so, Second Corinthians four six says for. It is God who commanded light to shine out of darkness, who has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, elsewhere in Philippians 2.11, every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. And and finally, I uh, bring in uh, John 17, 1 and 5, the father, the hour has come. Glorify your son, that your son also may glorify you. And now, father, glorify me together with yourself, with the glory which I had with you before the world was. Mm-hmm. So Jesus' life on earth was to the glory of the father. And we can easily say, well, that was Jesus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> of course it was. He because do that he was God. Yeah. You know, he and the father are one. With the Holy Spirit and uh, pre-existence, you know, from the uh, foundations, of beginnings of time, whatever that meant, eternal, and um, but uh, we 
constantly emphasize that here in these studies that we can hear from God yeah. and that um, uh, confession states uh, our purpose is is to the Westminster Confession is what I'm talking about, states mm -hmm. that our purpose is to glorify God. Mm -hmm. Our overarching purpose in life is to glorify God. And it, the confession goes on to say, and enjoy him forever, which I really like that part, which sounds kind of... Uh, um, uh, creepy sometimes to some people the, the notion that you can enjoy God right I mean I enjoy a nice cup of hot cocoa <laughs> but enjoy God right sure, uh, of course I, we can of course we can God in the, uh, the, the Thor with the big hammer and he's going right. to knock us all in the head and, yeah or Zeus with the lightning bolt you know the, people want to see him he is holy and he is righteous and he is he does have you know, pure judgment, but he's also gracious and merciful and loving. Yeah, yeah. You know, I was watching um, uh, a documentary yesterday called uh, After Death, and it was about near-death experiences and how people had, you know, had traumatic accidents or diseases strike them suddenly, and they, they were, you know, clinically dead, and they had... Uh, out-of-body experiences where they could see their body being worked on by the medical technicians and whatnot. And, and some of them, uh, a good portion of the people that experience a near-death uh, experience, um, have been taken into a realm of light uh, that they describe as, as perfect, perfect love. And in many instances, they, you know, people saw Jesus and and uh, you know, if you wonder how you're going to enjoy God forever, it's um, you know it's it's on this earth, uh, but beyond this earth, in eternity. Um, right. one, one man described our lives on on earth as a two dimensional realm, and then we're pulled out of it and see that you know God's kingdom is is a three dimensional realm that. Um, uh, is, is full of color and light and love and it's it's difficult to uh, try to explain as you are brought back to this mortal coil you know what you experienced and mm -hmm. in one instance one of these uh, men was in a car accident he was badly injured uh, you know that's why he was dead um, <laughs> but he was he was revived and he came back and he didn't and he was in a major depression after he came back because of the this. joy that he experienced in heaven and um you know and, and, and these people's lives have been transformed where they had this experience where they got to see behind the veil see the yeah. truth of reality that god is love and light and um and that jesus is is is, is savior and uh they they've gone on to you know basically preach and um tell everyone they can uh about yeah. Um, about how it's not about this life it's about god's kingdom and uh that it can be um you know it, it's it's really our purpose in life is to enjoy god fully and share his love with uh, others so yes, yes great yes. movie by angel yeah. studios uh, it was a uh, documentary uh after that's cool. yeah it's very cool and i think it's very very true because we often live on this two-dimensional plane excuse me and uh, we don't really, there's a part, part of us that's like, yeah, heaven's way out there. Right. We'll get to heaven later. We'll get to that eternity thing later. Yeah. Right now I have to deal with today. I have to right. deal with 
feeding my family. I have to deal with the gasoline in the tank. I have to deal with going to my job. But so did Jesus. He had to deal with all those things on an earthly level, yet he was still busy about his father's business. Sure. And yeah. you weave it in. That's a great point. And it's a good segue. Um, how is this expressed in our daily lives? Because that's what we're talking about. We can become so heavenly minded that we're no earthly good. Right. And we figure that salvation is just uh, life insurance, that we will go to that beautiful place of light and love and, and warmth and hot cocoa and, and things like that. But um, eternity begins now, today. Right. Mm -hmm. And we're walking out. We have some things to do, some things to accomplish uh, yes, in, yes, in, yes. in the here and now, in, in this life. Um, uh, the Bible doesn't instruct us to live in some Zen-like state of living for the moment and never thinking about the future, where we just, uh, um, you know, sit in the lotus position and somehow food comes to us and somehow, you know, uh, where our basic needs are cared for. Um, that's not uh, God's plan for our lives. We're we're active. Adam was given work in the garden, mm -hmm. and we have um, work to do. Jesus says, "My Father is working even up to this day, and is always uh, working." Um, in the epistles, they say, "If he doesn't work, he doesn't eat." Yep, that's right. So this is a, a, an active, engaging life, mm -hmm. and how we engage matters. Yes. Um, it matters to God. It uh, will matter to our own circumstances, uh, to our own well-being, how um, effectively uh, we we engage. Mm -hmm. um, Habakkuk uh, two two is a familiar verse that mm -hmm. says, uh, "Write the vision and make it plain on tablets, that they may run who read it." Mm -hmm. So uh, that implies that there is a vision, and vision is uh, forward-looking. It, it has to do uh, with the future. Uh, the, the Bible is a chronology. It's a uh, it, it's it, you know it's it's a it, it's a narrative that's framed in space and time, and mm -hmm. it and it moves forward, and it's continuing to move forward, even though the canon is closed. We live in a dispensation now where we're waiting for God's second coming, His prophetic, mm -hmm. His prophesied right. second coming, and that's somewhere in the future, yeah. but it might be this afternoon. I'm just saying, you know, <laughs> so don't worry about the roast because <laughs> Jesus is coming. No, I'm going to eat dessert first because Jesus is coming. We well, better better have the roast, for, you know, ready just in case he doesn't. That's right. Just in case. Um, the Bible also instructs us not to compulsive obsess about the future either. Right, right. You know, Jesus so says, therefore, I say to you, don't worry about your life. In that passage, you know, in in uh, Matthew uh, six twenty five, the Sermon on the Mount, where he says, "Worrying, you know, it, it doesn't add one cubit to your stature." Mm. Um, it, it, the birds of the air uh, are clothed, and the grass of the field, and um, and yeah. how much more uh, uh, does God care for you, mm -hmm. his you know mm -hmm. his 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 children? So. Um, these are the, you know, these are the polar opposites. These are the extremes. We're called to live somewhere in the middle, not uh, obsessing about the future and how we're going to survive and how we're going to get groceries and, and how we're going to fund our 401k and all those things. Mm. At the same time, not just completely releasing any responsibility or thoughts of what's going to happen, but 
engaging and participating mm -hmm. in the world around us. Mm -hmm. The essence of God's message to us is to trust him in, in during the dash, in the midst of it all. And mm -hmm. not just, um, uh, again, with our eternity, but also with tomorrow and with every day. Mm -hmm. So, again, you know, many uh, people, many believers <clears throat> are conformed to think that I prayed a prayer and I'm going to heaven someday. Um, and in the meantime, um, I guess I can do you know, whatever I want or keep doing, you know, what I've been doing all, all, all along. Mm -hmm. And we speak often here in our studies about repentance and about a changed life and, mm -hmm. and those uh, uh, very uh, important um, uh, principles that God is, is wooing us and calling us towards. All right. Yeah. Just to, just to interject one more time. Sure. Mark, Go right ahead. With your, um, celebrate freedom yeah. and recovery and those kinds of things most of what you're teaching the people is changing those habits changing those mm. those thoughts and walking it out and um i think that's important that it becomes a part of who you are not just some ancillary bible verse that you're just going to quote every now and right then. right I'm, I'm reading a series of, of stories that, that are set in the 1700s and and, no, in the 1300s. I'm sorry, that's a different book. <laughs> in the 1300s. And I love the way this writer writes. His name is Mel Starr. And he weaves scripture in as if it's just common sentences in the, in the, in the storyline. Yeah. Uh, the, the character did a, a favor for a certain abbey, and he received a copy of the Bible which no real, you know, that wasn't out there for everybody to have, you know, that mm -hmm. was a, a great gift because he had, he had served this uh, Abbey um, person well. So he's been reading it. And the last night when I was reading my little chapter, the father-in-law who's been very sick and has come to live with them, they say, well, what shall we read tonight? And he says, you know, my books have, I don't have my books right now, but he, the father says, but you do have your Bible. Mm. Let's read the Bible. And so, you know, he within the, the narrative of the story that he puts in, you know, scripture from Paul, and it's just wonderful. I love how mm -hmm. he does that. And it makes me think, I know the Bible and I know scripture, but I should just be using it as common language for me because the Bible, the scripture should be so in, embedded in my whole being, my whole yes. person. It should just be part of my conversation. I agree. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and, you know, Andrew, yeah. Andrew makes the point that we, in order to be transformed, we have to first believe that we are who God says we are. We have to appropriate yes. our identity in Christ uh, as the foundation for living in the spirit. You know, why would, you know, since we're saved and going to heaven, why would I need to change? Well, because... Other people don't have that hope. Um, uh, yes, and, yes. And you are not necessarily transformed in a moment to to be in, enjoying the fruit of the Spirit in your life just because you said a prayer that uh, yeah. declared Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You have to be reprogrammed. Uh, we were we were raised in this world to be, uh, you know, to take care of ourselves and live independently of God, and after we come to Christ, we can't go back to business as usual because things have changed and, and, and changed yeah. in a great way yes. because now we have the potential to overcome the heartaches and the problems that we, we caused ourselves before we yeah. came to Christ. Um, God's given us that potential, but not all, you know, not all of us are going to 
uh, uh, realize it because uh, it really has to do with, you know, we're, we're, we, we perish for lack of knowledge. We don't know this uh, about yeah. what happened to us and uh, we, we don't apply it. And, um, and, and Anderson points out that in Paul's letters, he first tells people who they are in Christ. Then he tells people how to live um, as a natural right, expression right, right. of who you are. And unfortunately, the church has gotten it backwards a lot going, you know, that's all principles up there. And this is what you got to do. If you want to right, be good, right. just the latter half, do all the practical advice. Well, unless you understand or living in the context of who you are in Christ, those it's just an empty expression. I'm just doing these things and it's like alien from me when it's not intended to be that way. It's supposed to be, you know, an expression of who you are and uh, the person you are in Christ. And it gives us great hope. Like I'm not an alcoholic. I am a child of God who can overcome this, this problem or that problem. And I can renew my mind by thinking on the good and, you know, pure and holy things um mm -hmm. instead of you know all the junk and uh right. i don't i don't get involved in those things that are going to make me feel guilty or shameful anymore because that's not who i am anymore you know mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. this is great content that is really buttressing uh, mm -hmm. the, uh, the study this morning um we're delivered from the bondage of sin into a place of freedom mm -hmm. and that freedom mm -hmm. is the freedom to exercise and walk out god's will and god's plan uh, for your life. It's uh, the opposite of uh, jumping ship, you know, off of R.C. Sproul's uh, ocean liner into shark-infested waters, no, no, you know, no, like, what's, what's the sense of doing that? What's, make what's life the, better on the ship and try to right. try to help in whatever way we can, you know? Yeah. Right, right. Um, Proverbs 3, 5 says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Mm. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. Uh, another familiar verse that really undergirds uh, what we're talking about here, mm -hmm. this element of, of trust here in this yes. lifetime, in this dispensation is the key element to nice. how we move forward, how we step out. Remember our lives. Uh, so in, in order for us to glorify God and to enjoy him forever, uh, John's gospel in John 15 says uh, our father is most glorified in us when we bear fruit, you know, uh, so mm -hmm. the, and bearing fruit is a process. It, it, and the and we know what the fruit of the spirit is. Love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, kindness, all that stuff. And that just doesn't happen right after praying a prayer. There's a lot of process involved in that. Right. This yeah. is how God is is glorified. God is glorified in a changed and an altered life and, and when we when we display that before the world um that's powerful that's a powerful witness that is a powerful yeah. testimony because mm -hmm. a lot of people are running around especially after the first of the year a lot of people are running yeah. around trying to change yeah. their lives and they're grabbing books off the bookshelf if i don't know are there even bookstores anymore they're grabbing books off the shelf or at the library uh, on self-help and self-improvement and how to do this and how to do that um but um how about going back to the uh to the creator to the maker uh mm -hmm. to yeah model right and and uh and he's got some more than they're not just 10 suggestions, right? Yeah. He's got some he's got yeah. some good stuff there. Um, we all make plans. 
and hope that they're in alignment with God's uh, will for our lives. If we're walking in righteousness, that's an overarching plan uh, that God, uh, that is God's will. Um, and, and that's important. I don't, I don't want to trivialize yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Sin is not God's will. Um, right. Let's, let's never, let's never cave into that notion. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess it, it was just God's will that I robbed the bank today. You know, I've, uh, had, I've heard people say that if God didn't want me to yeah. do drugs, I would, you know, he wouldn't have put that desire in my heart. And like, what? Sure. What? That's, yes. that's, the, that's the world, flesh, and the devil trying to yeah. away from it. And so, yeah, your words there to be in alignment right. with God's will for your life. If you're not, then you know you're out of balance, and you're going to yeah. go astray, and you won't feel you know particularly good. Yeah, that that what you just said, Mark, made me think of uh, you know, C.S. Lewis is one of my my all time favorite writers, and and the screw tape letters are interesting to read because mm. it's a senior devil talking to a, a, a junior devil. Mm. Um, but of course he weaves it in and they don't win in the end, but it's interesting how they converse back and forth to say, Oh, tell him that, that it's okay. That it's, it's part of, it's part of his, his plan for his life. If he just takes this path or he mm. takes that path yeah. and just keep it, keep him, keep him thinking about other things and, and thinking that he's doing God's will when he's really not. Yeah, but just but make him think that he is right. Yeah, this is the lie, <laughs> the of, lie. of the enemy uh, mm-hmm. to deviate us off of um, uh, uh, what God has has really called us to do and to be. Re- keeping in mind that we are human beings and not human doings, so it's not all flushed out in doing. But doing is is this an is important, important part of of the equation. It it, it really is. Um, and so our, our study today really what we really want to get to is like, what about the details? You know, how do I, how, how do I know? How do I, I work this out? We don't, we've said in the past, again, in studies focusing on hearing from God, I, I don't always get a scripture on whether to take a right or a left at the next intersection. I don't have, uh, uh, <laughs> I don't have a lot. I have some overarching principles and information, but still, in some pivotal moments, I really have to hear from God. I give you an example of a way, and and this is very, this study has been very relevant and contemporary for me recently with this back injury. I mean, here I am. I had uh, I had a plan. I had a plan for the next two years. Uh, I, I was going to um, uh, work, uh, charge forward. Uh, until 67, age 67, and take my social security. Then all my little financial advisors were saying, oh, you should wait till you're 67 to take social security. So I said, okay, that sounds great because my business is thriving right now. I had a very good year last year. And I said, I'll just, I'm feeling healthy. I feel good. I will just um, uh, push towards that end for two more years, a sprint, so to speak, shovel some money into savings and into the 401k. And, and then you know, step off on, on a little bit on a firmer situation. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, moving a, a, a small air conditioner out of the window, I pulled my back out. And I don't um, uh, suffer from chronic back injury. This was rather unusual for me. Mm-hmm. And as uh, uh, it got progressively worse, <clears throat> start pursuing the, the whole thing with uh, x-rays and doctors and people weighing in all over the place. And it turns out to be a rather severe injury. Mm. So 
change of plans, change of plans. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking to myself, well, I can't tell whether this is going to be a, a three week recovery or a three month recovery or longer. And so I had to I had to make some decisions based upon that event. I had to uh, change the, the plan. Um, and we proceeded to close down uh, my business and sell off machinery and things. And it's that's been a process because you don't just uh, uh, closing a business is not like quitting a job. Oh, uh, walk uh, away. It, it, yeah, there's things that have to be dealt with. So change of plan. And so, but the, one of the, we, we don't always, you know, I, I joke, I've sat with people recently, friends and pastors and said, you know, if, if God just told me with an audible voice to close the business, I, I would have obeyed, right? You know, I swear that I would have obeyed. I would have done exactly, you know, if I got the details, God, but uh, for some reason we had to do this in, in a roundabout fashion. Yeah. So um, and then, so the other day, <clears throat> yesterday, as a matter of fact, yesterday mm -hmm, morning, mm -hmm. I was uh, just contemplating the future as, as we're prone to do. And there's a, uh, a furniture making shop um, in Hudson, right downtown, right here, not far from where I was. That's a pretty high end operation. And apparently I haven't stopped in to say hi or introduce myself over the years, but apparently he does got, got some excellent work has quite a, a crew of people in there. Um, and so I always contemplated about, uh, well, maybe I'll go to work for him. And so yesterday morning, I'm thinking to myself, uh, I maybe I'll, I'll do that. I should stop in and check this guy out and tell him who I am and kind of show my credentials and see if he needs an, another guy uh, in, in his, on his team. And I was the whole narrative was kind of building in my mind how I was going to do this and step forward in that and uh, had this vision of uh, working again and that sort of thing. And yesterday was our, our, our big sale of uh, uh, machinery and tools. And a colleague comes by and we bought a few things from me and we were chatting and he knew he knows this guy. Mm. And I Oh, by the way, do you know so-and-so? I'd like to stop in there and see if uh, maybe he'd like to hire me. And and uh, my friend said, uh, yeah, that's not going to happen because he's closed out. He's closed oh. his, his business. Um, he, was he was very successful and decided to take the money and run and cut. And he auctioned off all his equipment and his clothes. So, so I this is an audible voice. I, I kind of feel like I got an audible voice. Yeah. You, in other words, you're not doing plans. Yeah. <laughs> so Maybe what I'll do next. Uh, this is sometimes <laughs> right. So I'm just going to, I'm just going to wait and, and, mm. and see um, God's methods to govern our daily fare. Uh, uh, Sometimes they are um, painful, can mm. be like the back injury. Uh, sometimes they are subtle and unnoticed. Yeah. Uh, actually, I would almost say most times they are very, very subtle. They're very small course corrections where we're just uh, going through our, our our daily fare, and things happen that we're you know basically unaware of. We're not we're not. We take a lot for granted, in other mm. words. We really do. Yeah, really um, 
um, sometimes they come in the form of a prophetic word or uh, a preaching or a circumstance that aims us uh, uh, towards a, a, a singular outcome where there's, um, you know, the, um, uh, the choices, there, there aren't, there isn't a door number two or a door number three. There's only door number one. And uh, you walk through it or, I don't know. There's just not any other choices. Sit pout. outside the door and, and pout. <laughs> sure. Um, so these are the methods and the ways that that he leads us. Um, uh, the um, instruction here, the recommendation, so to speak, is not to be naive, <laughs> as though he's not leading you. He he is leading. He's leading us in in paths of righteousness for his namesake. Mm. and for his glory and um the word alignment is important here in this equation it's our it should be our pursuit it should be our, our daily prayer and uh to that our lives would align with god's will and that's where perfect freedom is found that's where where joy is is found so that we're not um you know trying to stuff the 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 square peg in the round hole or you know gears that just don't mesh and are are, are fighting one one another mm -hmm. uh, that we're uh, determined somehow to live contrary to God's will um, and I think people that do that can feel that can feel that that tug of war can feel that um, uh, that uh, tension in, in, in their lives um, some. Uh, 32 verse 8 says, I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will guide you with my eye. Mm -hmm. So this is God's promise. Um, it's on our part. It's uh, <laughs> cultivating the relationship sufficiently to the point where we can hear. Right. Where we can know that we know that this is you know this is god's will for my life and this is we of course had uh, an experience recently where we've um uh, uh left our mother church and gone off to a church plant in mm -hmm. several towns over and that was a decision that had to be made it was made prayerfully it was made righteously um, when Susanna and I had agreed upon uh, what would would like to do, we submitted it to our pastor and asked his permission. Like, what do you think? You know, should is is it okay if if uh, if we do this? And he was um, in agreement. Uh, our new pastor was in agreement. So there was agreement all around. Mm -hmm. Agreement is a is, how can two Amos? I think it's Amos three three. Uh, mm -hmm. How can two walk together unless they agree? So agreement is a powerful element in this equation when we're seeking God's will. Mm -hmm. Order my steps, Lord. What 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 am you calling me to do? What are you asking me to do? Mm -hmm. Overarchingly, live righteously. Yes, but what about the day-to-day -day detail? Mm -hmm. These are these are important questions. Mm -hmm. um, Luke uh, 12, uh, 13 to uh, 21 is titled the parable of the rich fool and tammy lynn's going to read it for us and it's a good example of a guy who really wasn't paying attention so let's let's hear what happens to him mm. then then one from the crowd said to him teacher tell my brother to divide the inheritance with me but he said to him man who made me a judge or an arbitrator over you? And he said to them, take heed and beware of covetousness for one's life does not consist 
in the abundance of things he possesses. Then he spoke a parable to them, saying, The ground of a certain rich man yielded plentifully. And he thought within himself, saying, What shall I do, since I have no room to store my crops? So he said, I will do this. I will pull down my barns and build greater, and there I will store all my crops and my goods. And I will say to my soul, Soul, you have many goods laid up for year, many years. Take your ease, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, Fool, this night your soul will be required of you. Then whose will those things be which you have provided? So is he who lays up treasure for himself and is not rich toward God. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Sure. So this is the this is the ultimate right left turn in, yeah. in life mm -hmm. where you know you've you've made all these plans and suddenly oops guess what tomorrow it's the last day it's appointed once uh, unto man to die and then to face the judgment and, and so again I, I want to emphasize and stress that this is not a carte blanche not to make plans just to kind of live you know, in the moment, in the here and now. But um, uh, there's this, the clock is ticking on, on each one of us. We just lost uh, a next door neighbor uh, uh, a week ago. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, and now his, his wife is, is dealing with the dramatic change in life that we will all face at, at some point or another. And obviously this, character in the parable faces that uh although you know you don't get to face it it's the fallout of the the people around you uh yeah. he's got a wife who's saying well what are we going to do with all this stuff uh, he was going to build bigger bar barns but we never got to that yeah <laughs> um so um i restate and emphasize that life is very dynamic mm -hmm. um and it's not a fearful thing because, again, if if you're on R.C. Sproul's ocean liner, right. uh, it, it's it's going to make it to, to the uh, desired destination, and it's okay. Uh, we can look at the um, uh, ups and downs as as um, as pretty exciting, really, and uh, and sometimes and oftentimes challenging, definitely uh, uh, engaging. And this is part of the, the, the richness and effervescence of, of life. Um, it's a matter of perspective. If you want to, if you want to look at, at these things in, in a good light, uh, without trials, we would, uh, you know, would, would never know. It, it builds faith in us. We'd never, we'd never firsthand experience the goodness of God. And mm -hmm. these trials of life build faith in us. As Susanna and I at, uh, in our 60s, you know, we have a different perspective now on these uh, on these curveballs. We're like, eh, you know, well, you know, God's delivered us in the past. He's right. cared for us right. in the past. He's brought us through situations already in the past. We could sit and and list them and and testify about them, mm. but they're very real and personal to us. 
this is the personal God who is intimately personally involved in our situations and circumstances of life. And um, he'll bring us through this one mm. and, and mm -hmm. has, you know, and, and is. We're seeing incredible things happen uh, in, in, in the here and now where we've already, just in the course of two months, had to reshape and, and realter our mm -hmm. plan, you know, uh, and that's okay. We're doing it in in wise counsel with other friends and, and pastors because in the multitude of counselors, there is wisdom. The Bible says, so you see, we fold back to the, to the word and glean instruction. We glean principles on, on how to live out the day-to-day -day in such a way that's glorifying to God. I wanted to, you know, just end on a positive note by saying, let us be keenly aware of what God is saying to us personally in these last days because it's so vitally important mm. um and you know even more so as as the as the end at the end approaches because there's not just an end you know to our lives ticking and, and approaching and coming but there's a glorious end to the whole narrative uh that we have, have a glimpse of uh and we don't know the day of the hour but it's coming it's definitely, it's on God's timetable and uh, he will not be deviated from, he keeps his appointments. <laughs> he keep, he really keeps his appointments. He's very fastidious about that. I just have uh, an interesting word picture in my head going back to your cruise ship thing. Yeah. I've actually taken one cruise with my daughter, Sarah. Yeah. And it was a lot of fun and everything. It was. And as I was sitting there thinking and listening to you guys talk and everything, it's like, if I if you can be two people can be on the same cruise, and one can get out of his cabin, go up upstairs, downstairs, you know, eat the the twenty four seven place to eat the ice cream and the this and that, and go see the side of the ship and watch the the flying fish come out and enjoy the sunshine and everything. The second person sits in his cabin saying, "I don't know what to do." I don't know what I could should do. I don't know what what's out there. I, it's scary. I shouldn't. Yeah. I should stay here in the cabin yeah. and be safe yeah. because yeah. out there is kind of. I don't know what. But you get. They both get to the destination. One has had enjoyed the life. Sure. Enjoyed the trip. Right. The right. other one has been in the cabin, right. fearful the whole time. Sure. They still get to come out and say hi, God. Mm -hmm. But God will say, you know, you could. You had so much that you could have enjoyed. Yeah. 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 There's so much you could have done, so much that you could have seen. Yeah. Don't don't you know sequester yourself. Sure. Yeah. Uh, I, I I wholeheartedly agree. Life is is designed to be lived and abundantly. Jesus said, and that is in the abundance comes from engaging, <laughs> getting involved, um, participating, participating in in the meta narrative and. Uh, um, you know, uh, I'll, uh, the, uh, the the big instruction is advancing the kingdom. You know, that's our that's our uh, um, goal and our aim and what God has has uh, wound us up and created us to do. Our giftings, our anointing, are always for somebody else and for advancing the kingdom. So, you know, we look at the Great Commission. You know, go into all the world and right and. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and sharing the and sharing the kingdom, we want to share the fruit of the spirit. Um, yeah, we're, absolutely. I don't want to talk anybody into uh, 
following the Lord if it's going to be a drudgery. Yeah. And let me tell you, it's not. It's definitely it's not, to, it's not supposed to be that way. You know, it's supposed to be a life of abundant joy. And, it really is. And, and, yeah. You know, really adventure because, um, you know, we, we have the gift of life everlasting to give to people as a reconciler. Um, you know, we can reconcile people to God by telling them about Jesus. And if there's no joy in it, we're, we're missing something. Right. Yeah. We, we, we want to give God glory and enjoy him forever. So, you know, right. that's, that's uh, it has to be done with and done in joy. Um, that yeah. points to, you know, a lot of our lives are heartbreakers. You know, when we realize life isn't the way we thought it was, um, you know, the American <laughs> dream won't fulfill us. Um, the things of this earth won't fulfill us, but we're completely fulfilled in, in Christ. Uh, we're we're accepted and we're significant and secure and all of those things add up to um, a full realization of what God made us to be. You know, he wants us to feel that, you know, we are his people and that we don't have anything to fear because he'll always be there with us through eternity and that we have a purpose and, and and that's directly related to him <laughs> you know our purpose is to is to point people to know what we've come to discover in the love and the joy of the lord so right, right. yeah uh on this amusement park that we live in uh there is so much god has so much look at the diversity and, and the majesty and the beauty mm. And uh, we can engage with the fruit of the spirit. We can engage with the gifts of the spirit. They're available to us. I mean, life gets pretty exciting when you start casting out demons and healing the sick. I mean, that's just just saying. That's 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 pretty exciting. Um, and so uh, we can and to see the hopeless filled with hope. Really, really, yeah. and see that. Oh man, yeah. that is such. Because I mean, you know, we joy. As much as joy. Christians can take it for granted that someday I'll be in heaven, and so, but this is what I have to deal with now. Yeah. Um, a lot of people don't believe there's anything beyond this world, uh, that there's yeah. no reason. And the atheist believes that life is meaningless and that the, yeah. all they can do is uh, satisfy some pleasure principle. But uh, God's got so more, so much more than this, this right. oil and, and everything. And we're supposed to right. enjoy it fully. And yeah cause other people to enjoy it too. You know? because, right. Not because and, of us, but because we, we introduce them to right, it. Yeah. And I don't want us, our dear listeners, to think that we're preaching that prosperity message. You know, once you come to Jesus, everything is perfect. Oh, no. Yeah. And not necessarily so, because once you come to Jesus, then all the demons you've been walking with, you've walked away from, and now they're going to be a little un unhappy with that. Yeah. But you've got Jesus now walking with you. Right. Sure. Not walking alone, yeah, the Holy Spirit, you know, <laughs> and you know, again, like the two people on the, on the ship, the same tragedy could happen you know, loss of a husband or loss of a wife. And one person's going to find the joy of the Lord is my strength and walk through it with, with, with confidence that they're going to see their, their loved one yeah. on the other side. Whereas the other person is going to be a mush of tears and everything's bad and only speak negative and, you know, that mm. kind of thing and not really seek the Lord's joy. Mm. 
And so it, when bad things happen, we still can can find the joy of the Lord as our strength. Indeed. It doesn't mean we're going to be happy giddy when we're going through it. Yeah, it's not Pollyanna. That, we're not we're not saying that. But but right. when you are going through sadness or hard times or, or scary things like with his back, hmm. we just trusted God and just kept saying, yeah. you know what? Yeah. You brought us this far. Why would you leave us? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, true man. So there we have it. Um, we encourage everyone to trust in the Lord today and mm-hmm. always because he is faithful and will not disappoint. Amen. And if you would seal that in prayer, Mark, Absolutely. genuinely grateful. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. Lord God, Heavenly Father, thank you for bringing us together, uh, ordering our steps to come here once again. Despite all the uncertainty of, of life and uh, and whatnot, we were blessed to, to come again with Arthur's study uh, to, to look at life um, through your lens, through um, through the lens of faith that gives us hope and joy uh, for another day and gives us purpose um, to, to spread the gospel, to, to live it and to experience it in our lives. Um, the, regardless of the circumstances, that 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 remains for us. You remain for us. Um, that we can we can know who we are and know who you are, and know that no matter where this road takes us, um, you'll be with us. Um, Lord, we just pray for you to be with us today as we go forth to uh, enjoy you fully in uh, in a local congregation with other spirit filled believers. Um, and Lord, we just pray for you to bless the uh, the ministers who will deliver your word and give the hope of Christ uh, today to affect change. We pray for the worship teams to be anointed, to, to fill uh, people's hearts with joy, and to uh, bless the fellowship of the saints. Uh, we can look to one another and say, we're not alone. We know the truth, and we know the life, and we know the way to go. And uh, we can invite other people into this way. Lord, so we just pray for you to bless all of that and to, to bless us and guide us and, and, and order our steps for another week. Uh, sure. See each other again uh, prayerfully for another Bible study next weekend. Lord, we, uh-huh. we praise you and we love you. We pray all these things in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Amen. So, yeah, that's my prayer that our steps will be ordered again until next week. Uh, if people want to yes. order their steps and take a look at what we may have spoken about in the past, there's a whole archive of our Bible studies going back a couple of years now. And wow. um, I want to thank the uh, the latest subscribers to the YouTube channel and people who are listening and looking at the website and, and everything. Um, we're blessed by your activity. We're blessed by your comments. Um, Great. Welcome. Uh-huh. We've uh-huh. received. And uh, we just want to thank everybody for uh for, for checking out the website, the podcast, or the YouTube channel, and uh, invite you to yes. you know, walk with us some more. Yes. Um, we encourage one another to uh, keep on walking and talking with God every day. Amen. So Amen. Yes. thank you, and God bless you all. God bless.